Welcome back to the Practical Spirituality Podcast. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us, where we explore all elements of mind, body, emotions, and soul through the lens of everyday life. We love recording the show and are very appreciative of all the positive feedback we've been getting and the thousands of listeners who are tuning in every week. The show does take a lot of time and effort and investment from us. We would love to keep this going, and we need your help to do it. Please support the show by joining our community at Patreon. Our Patreon community get ongoing access to new and exclusive episodes, even after the completion of this initial season. You can find the link in our podcast bio in the description of each episode, or you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash Practical Spirituality Podcast. On this week's episode, we begin to question why we have such a need to find our purpose in life and how we're looking for it in all the wrong places. You know, Gareth, one of the topics that get brought up all the time connected to spirituality is what is my purpose? Mm. So I thought tonight we might discuss that and talk about why is it we place so much emphasis on defining or finding our purpose? I think it's an idea that's been sold to us that if we actually are able to understand or find out our purpose, that we would be happier or more fulfilled with life overall. And that's something that's been taught to us to search for from a very young age. And because when we were children, we never really thought about what our purpose was or what we wanted to do with our life or how do we bring meaning. We were just very much running around and being ourselves because we didn't really know often to be any different. So really, for most people, when it gets to the point of their, during their education, that'd be in their teenage years or the, their early 20s, you have a lot more people beginning to ask, what do you want to do with your life? What job are you going to go into, etc.? And that's when you find that that obsession, not only within us, but within around other people, begins to create itself and actually wanting or needing a purpose in life. But we often see, if we actually look back, that we're actually needing or wanting this purpose for other people, not necessarily for ourselves, because other people keep asking us about it. Or what are we bringing to the table? What are we bringing to the world? And often, once we feel like we've found our purpose, we also find that we're starting to please other people more because we're bringing more value to the world or more value to other people's lives. And a lot of us have been conditioned that once we do that, we feel better about ourselves. But the way that it's been taught to us is that, oh, if you find it, you'll feel better about yourself from the inside out. But really it's us being conditioned that we make other people feel better in so many ways. And I can agree with that. So then what do, what are we really talking about when we say our life purpose and what does it mean we want to find our purpose because i think even in the question itself it puts pressure on as if our purpose is just one thing and i know from different conversations we've had over the years our purpose actually changes all of the time and as a rule of thumb i would say our purpose changes every decade or every 10 years because in that period of time so much happens so let that be when you're in your teenage years up until your early 20s, your purpose is to try to find or get your education or try to evolve in those certain ways from your 20s to the 30s, depending on the generation it might be to have married, to have kids, to raise your kids, to support your family. 
And then once your family or your children leave home, then it becomes about the focus comes back onto you to find your purpose because it's just continuing to evolve and change. Whereas in my experience, it's never just been one thing. And the fact that people are searching for the one thing is it actually blinds them to from them actually being able to see their purpose in that moment in time and understanding what purpose actually is. It's not just one thing. It can be layered in so many different areas of your life, but it's often based in your ability to understand yourself, mind, body, emotion, soul, and then you feel purpose in all those different areas within yourself. Right. Right. So then if we are on that quest at whatever stage we're at in our life, um, does being able to define what we're calling our purpose, does it really give us any more direction or make us happier? Not necessarily, because I feel it comes in stages and phases, because in finding your purpose can be a very emotional journey, both positively and negatively. To try to understand what's my purpose in life, you have to actually understand well who you are in this world, or what are you actually bringing to the table in the sense of from the experiences that you've already have had to date. So if there's a lot of experiences in your life that you still have the question, why did that happen? What was the point of that? Whatever it might be, then it's very hard to extract the knowledge that comes from those experiences to actually for you to understand who you are, mind, body, emotion, soul, today and the present. Once you understand the purpose of all these different experiences from your past, it's amazing how you feel and understand your purpose in the present because you're using all of your own personal knowledge to help define that instead of other people conditioning it from external external ways, such as your purpose being your job, your purpose being being a mom or being a daughter or being a sister or being whatever it might be. That's not necessarily ever going to feed you from the inside out because we've been told how to get it from the outside in, but it's never really satisfied us or fulfilled us or allowed us to find our purpose in what we've been truly craving for a lifetime. And I agree with that. And one of the things that I've noticed, and what I would add to that is my whole entire life, I never knew who I wanted to be or who I was, what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And I remember when I first started working with people, and I didn't at that point have any formal training, but it happened to flow very naturally for me. Mm. I remember feeling like this feels right for me. Mm. And in doing that, I understood myself a little bit more, but I never thought that that was my purpose, so to say. And I remember saying to people, because at that point in my life, I was a photographer. And people used to say to me, you know, being a wedding photographer, what is what is the biggest Thing that you do. And I said, I hold people's hands, you know, mm-hmm. and I do counseling, basically. And I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. But there's so much emphasis placed on that one thing, that one thing. And so why do you think we have so much emphasis placed on finding that one thing? So we have been, of course, as we kind of talked about, sold on the idea of needing to have a particular purpose but never really been given the instructions of what that begins to look like it's just more here you go and you go find it and therefore you'll be happy once you do and the interesting thing is if you look at it is that everyone that you meet in their own way is trying to find their own purpose in life and everyone wants to be an individual 
but yet we're all reading the same manual of what it means to be an individual and yet none of us can actually find it because what actually gives us our individuality is our ability to understand and actually follow through with our previous experiences and understand them. But as we've talked about in previous episodes, that's a very emotional journey for most people to actually go through that and to understand their experiences. But once you're able to do that, I'll be able to relate relate to people and talk about these things through mind, body, emotions, and soul. It's amazing how purposeful that can feel, but yet nothing around you externally or internally has changed. You've just really taken a new stance of wanting to understand what you already have. But we've never been taught that. I would 100% agree with that. And I think one of the things that I want I wanted to talk about tonight is so many people feel like, I don't have anything to offer. I, how do I find my mm. purpose if I have nothing to offer? And we both know that comes from what you just said. They haven't been able to understand their past, so therefore they think they have nothing to offer because they don't understand their own experiences. Yeah, and because we do, a lot of us don't understand our own experiences, as you're saying, it's very hard for us to understand what we can offer, what change we actually can bring to the world because everyone wants to leave their mark in the world. But the reality is, is that it's very hard to leave our mark in the world when we've been taught subconsciously and consciously at times to fear the change that leaving our mark would actually bring to the table. So everyone wants to create a tsunami of change that no one really wants in some ways because we talk consciously about how we want change, but yet once in front of us subconsciously, there's a part of us pushing it away and running away as quickly as possible. So therefore, there's that conflict that's constantly there we were told to want to have purpose, but if purpose equals change, then subconsciously we don't want it, and there's the conflict. And that's a very big conflict, and that's why I think I'm glad that we started the discussion on emotions last time, because mm-hmm. that was a very huge comment that you made to me at one point about we don't actually fear our emotions, we fear change. And we fear change because it may affect other people, and they might control us. And that is one of the reasons why we get scared of making those changes because we're, wouldn't you agree that we're also taught to be very aware of other people's opinions of us? And then that is another way that we feel controlled. Well, that's the only way we've ever learned or understood how to define ourselves is through what other people thought of us or felt about us. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if that's all we've ever known, then it's always going to be an important factor for us moving forward is continuing to take that information in and see it as 100% truth from another person. But it's only when you look at these things that you realize you're taking in that opinion of someone else when they don't even understand themselves, but we're taking that they understand us when we don't understand ourselves. So it's interesting that we take that as their truth in so many ways about how they see us. It's interesting and it's extremely confusing for different people. So mm-hmm. I say then, is the searching to find our purpose just another distraction that keeps us from going back and understanding our past or ourselves? Well, I think because a lot of us have been through a lot of different experiences throughout life, both positively and negatively, but of course, naturally, it's mostly the negative ones that stick out for a lot of us because we never been taught how to process them. Therefore, if we don't know how to process certain things from our past and we know certain actions from our past didn't result in us finding our purpose, but actually more introduced us more to trauma, 
there's going to be that part of us that's been trained just to look ahead, look into the future and keep going because none of us have really known any different other than to just keep going. And it's that survivor part or survival mode for a lot of people that kicks into play. And it's that dream of hoping that things get better. And I think that's what does drive a lot of people just to keep going and finding their purpose moving forward as a part of that dream. Then naturally, that's what they'll do. I I I 100% agree with that because I know I thought that if I could find my purpose that would bring meaning to my life and then therefore mm-hmm. all that stuff from the past and all that trauma that I didn't understand at that point would just disappear. Mm-hmm. And I truthfully believed that for a long time that if I could find that meaning or that purpose then I would be on the right road so to say. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that that I'm hearing you say is this drive to find our purpose is really about running away from our past. It's partly about running away from our past. And then it's also partly we've been taught to run after purpose. We've never really questioned why we're doing it. Mm, True. Because even with people who, shall we say, have dealt with a lot of traumas over their past, and again, it depends on what you call have dealt with. Mm -hmm. You can also find that you're still running, searching for a purpose, even though your trauma is not driving it. So it goes back to that teaching that we learned long ago is that the search and need for something more often than not. And often we're only craving purpose because we feel there is something missing. So how does one solve that, that something is missing? It does go back to, I guess, those basic beliefs that we have about ourselves of We never maybe felt that we were bringing enough to the table or bringing enough to the people around us or never felt that we also had to bring more or prove ourselves to other people to be worthy or to impress other people or the the list goes on. And being able to identify that is actually coming back to a subject that we both deeply care about is acceptance and actually being able to accept what is about ourselves, mind, body, emotions, being able to accept our past and actually being able to accept that the more that we actually find our own voices, that people won't like that because finding our voice equals change. So it's inevitably most likely going to push people away who don't want that change. And often we want the people, but we don't want the change. As long as we want the people and not the changes are always going to be that feeling of something missing. Because what's missing is your voice. I, I honestly, I honestly agree with so much of that. But I also think when I look back on my journey, you know, and you brought the magic word acceptance up, which we've talked about so many times ourselves. Yep. That was just like, I didn't want to accept my past. I didn't want to accept the experiences. I didn't want to accept the fact of how I felt about myself. And because I guess for myself, Inwardly, I thought there was something wrong with me. And so, yes, I was searching for that approval from other people and from other things and other places and all that fun sort of thing. The people that are listening to this today that might be on that journey of understanding their past, coming to that place of acceptance, mm -hmm. how how do they get there? Because I think what, while you were speaking there, what was coming to mind is that People have been taught what their purpose should be from a very young age. And people have been taught their purpose is to please other people. Mm. Mm. Yes. 
So the moment that you actually begin looking at your experiences and processing and finding your own voice to find your purpose that represents you. So you can see how these two worlds clash of you've been taught your purpose is to please other people. But then when you start listening to your mind, body and emotions and speaking your own truth, how these two worlds deeply clash. And that's where this conflict because it creates change. Absolutely. I will agree with that. Is it often that we confuse this idea of our purpose with our identity? I think in different circumstances, they can overlap because understanding our identity is also looking into who we've been told or taught to be versus who our experiences have created us to be in some ways. Both versions of ourselves have offered different purpose in different ways because they've actually both contributed to different experiences that we have had over many, many years. The more that we do understand our identities in this present moment, it's that it can lead to a different level of purpose in some ways because it changes our actions as we move forward in mind, body, emotions and soul and how we begin to communicate with other people and how we begin to communicate our voice, I guess, in a different way and because it'll be less conditioned moving forward. And when we lose that conditioning then, so I could be wrong about this, what I'm hearing then is our purpose can be the same as our passion when we have that understanding and that acceptance and we have a better understanding of who we are as an individual. Mm -hmm. then our passion then could be based here in the present and very much could be the same as our purpose. Is that right? But I think when it comes to especially passion is that we put too much pressure on having, we always think the purpose and passion flow into one another when that's not always the case because passion is an emotion in so many ways. So when we when we place too much emphasis or pressure on any particular emotion, we're bound to be let down by it because it's not sustainable for it to be there all of the time. So even the things that bring you purpose will bring you through often the whole world of emotions more often than not. But the moment that we feel some of the negative emotions when it comes to our purpose or passion, we feel this mustn't be it. So I need to go search somewhere else. Right. So we're constantly conditioning what our purpose or passion has to feel like 24-7. And if it's not like that 24-7, we walk away or condition it. Right, because even if it brings us a huge amount of goal, joy at one point, it's also mm -hmm. going to bring us a huge amount of frustration or, you know, helplessness at other moments. Mm -hmm. Because a part of your purpose, more often than not, is here to actually teach you different things in different areas of your life. Because as we talked about a little bit earlier, is that your passion, purpose, your purpose changes per se every 10 years, so to speak. So therefore during those 10 years and depending on what your purpose was at that time, brings a lot of different experiences and a lot of different emotions of how it all interacts with one another. Right. But if you look back at certain times, people would say, I've never found my purpose in life. But yet in a conversation, you could say, well, you've had six different ones over the last 60 years. Right. And I think it's about getting to know and to understand that, because I know with a lot of young people today, they think, well, what if I don't have anything to offer? Now, we know that it's not about what we have to offer. It's about understanding who we are and our past experiences. So how do we help them understand that their particular purpose is to come back to understanding themselves? But what they're able to offer themselves Exactly. It's not about what you're able to offer other people. And I think that's the root of the understanding that needs to evolve in a lot of us. Because it's that pressure too that we always need to offer something to someone else for us to feel valuable. Very true. Very true. And that's the problem. 
Mm. Mm. So then when we think that we have a gift or um, a contribution or we're contributing to the world, some people often confuse that with their purpose as well. So it's not actually our gift or our contribution. It's basically us. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, because, but often when, shall we say, we stumble in defining our purpose, because that's what it feels like for most people if they ever do <laughs> find it. But then when they do find it, it's like suddenly you find that they try to hold on for it for dear life because they finally find it. Now they don't want to let it go. So suddenly they're conditioning it more. But little does the person know that that offers a load of other spiritual experiences to happen in a negative sense because it brings up a lot of emotions. It brings up a lot of these different things to teach us some lessons because it's triggering our fear of losing it again because you never really understood what it was. Right. And so that leads back to that whole topic of, you know, we're trying to define it, give it meaning, and so we can control it and keep it, correct? Mm-hmm. Because we want to, the more that we try to identify anything, try to find meaning to it, we only trying to define it because we want to control it, because we want to keep it and we have a fear of losing it. But if we actually were to approach it more openly and actually understand what purpose actually is and what the human experience is and why all these mind-body emotions, interactions happen, you'll find you actually become less controlling overall and more fluid with what is and more accepting. I find that interesting that you say that because along this journey, you know, I spent so many years to find my purpose as trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Mm. Then to understand that I didn't, that was not the thing I needed to be looking at. I needed to be understanding what those past experiences meant, what they were here to, you know, offer me in different understandings and awarenesses. And as I started to get that, because, you know, people have called me controlling in the past. Um, I have noticed some of that fall away. I don't know if anybody else would agree with that, but <laughs> I have seen a lot of that fall away in my own life. And I think if years ago you had said it was about acceptance, I would have disagreed with you. But sitting here tonight, the more I understand my past, my experiences, the awarenesses that I've had, the more acceptance there is and the searching stops because there's really nothing to search for. Mm. Is that true? And you also stop searching for it when you realize it is completely out of your control because of your spiritual path, as we've talked about in the different episode is that the more that you understand everything's already laid out and planned and it's going to happen and you're going to gain stuff you're going to lose stuff whether you want it to happen or not at times actually allows you to let go of control a lot deeper but also lets you let go of the con the concept of needing to have a purpose as well because often the purpose is to actually be able to be in the moment in so many ways, but to be in the moment with your mind, body, emotions, and soul, regardless of what they're throwing at you, and being able to accept it as what is, and you not trying to control that it should be different, regardless of what you're feeling or what you're thinking or what you're doing. And that can be a tricky one. Well, that just sounds like a superhero to me, and <laughs> I haven't actually achieved that status yet. So, like, I mean, honestly... I think the whole journey, this journey called life, you know, mm. I agree with what you've said, but it's about, oh, I think I've come a long way, but I still, there are moments when I'm certainly not accepting. Because I know even in us in saying that, people on my minds go, I want to get to there. Right. 
they jump straight to, okay, I want to be there then. Right. Whereas actually, if you listen to the understanding, it's about actually being where you are right now and accepting where you are right now in mind, body, emotions, and soul. But we un- we have to understand is that if we find ourselves not being able to do that, it's because there's things in our past and our, our past experiences are still misunderstood or we don't understand about ourselves. So that's where we have to start. Whereas often we've been taught to jump down the line to want something without doing the work often that comes with the past that we weren't taught to look at. So it's not about something where it's our fault or we blame other people. We can't do what we haven't been taught to do. I would so absolutely. we have to start back there. I would absolutely agree with that 100%. And so I think, why is it then so many of the teachings in the world teach us, you know, our, our true meaning of life is our gift or our purpose. So it's almost like we've been led down a path that really has mm. no relevance to what we're really wanting to experience here. As we both know, every path, of course, does have relevance as long as you are able to absorb the path that you're being taken down with mind, body, emotions, and soul with that particular task or career or whatever it might be. It's more that regardless of what we've been taught by others of what we should do to go get purpose is that as long as you take your mind, body, emotions with you on that, you will find reason for why that's a part of your journey. But if you're not being able to go on that path with your mind and emotions and body all speaking to each other and all fluid, it's never going to feel like it makes sense. It's always going to feel like a waste of time because we've been blindsided, so to speak, or been taught not to see value in it unless it pleases other people or else it lines the bank account or it has very particular tick-the-box exercises. I so I so agree with that. And so, you know, as you know, in my past, you know, I often tell people I've had a couple different careers in my lifetime to date. Mm. So the first one being a photographer. And that came about because the person I was with at the time noticed how the gift I had for seeing different things. And so mm. that person said, oh, you're really gifted in that. So I thought that should be my purpose. And I did love my photography very, very much until I didn't. Mm. And then when that fell away and I moved to the next career that I stepped into, I really felt like we've already talked about tonight, that this is where I was going to make my mark in the world. And mm. um, as I was working in that career, I it, it came very obvious to me that myself and authorities and the authoritarian concept were not good mm you know, friendship mates in that category. So I had to leave that career. And it was at that point in my life, as I was, my kids were teenagers and I was once again fumbling, I thought, trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what it was I was supposed to be doing with this life, that I had a meltdown in my car one afternoon and I was screaming at Grace, just tell me, please just tell me what is my purpose. And I hear this voice in my head say, to be you. Mm. And I was so angry. I was like, it can't be that simple. (laughs) (laughs) So I say that because I know that there'd be many other people that would feel these same frustrations of trying Mm. out different things. It's kind of like trying on different clothes, different careers, different ideas, and getting confused because it hasn't got that perfect fit, so to say. Because the perfect 
fit as we were talking about doesn't exist. But yeah, that's exactly what we've continued to chase. Right. Yep. And so it doesn't exist. And one of the things you said to me is as long as we are chasing that, which doesn't mm. exist, we're really still just running away from our past, are we not? We are, because we're still running off those behaviors or programs from our past that's telling us to chase after these particular things, as well as the trauma that's putting fuel into it, or hopefully not to keep going. So therefore, it is about trying to find that balance of actually finding the purpose and dedication to oneself to understand everything that we've been through to date within reason because we, we also know that you can't go through absolutely everything you know there's going to be particular things mm -hmm. in the present moment and today that stick out for you that you know that you still don't understand and over time like any of us we just keep chipping away at it but it doesn't have to be exhausting so to speak because a lot of people who look at their traumas automatically fear that it's going to be an exhausting and incredible task that's going to be impossible whereas often i find through the different conversations we've had over many years it's only that of course there can be intense moments but healing can actually be quite enjoyable at the same time as well through these different understandings big sigh big sigh because yes i do agree with that and i think that started to happen for me once I had a better understanding. Mm. Because in the beginning, I did think it was that place I had to get to. I did think mm. it was the mountain I had to climb and overcome. And once I got over that mountain, then everything would be okay. Instead of understanding that I can just enjoy the ride, and as things start to rise, I can just be present to whatever that is look at the awarenesses and what experiences I'm supposed to understand from it. Is that something that comes along the road, along the path? Because your purpose is not who you become. Your purpose is actually who you are and who you've been. Mm -hmm. And your purpose doesn't come from actually being able to serve other people, because that's also what we've been taught it is. It's actually being able to equally serve ourselves as well as other people with our experience that we've learned from or we've developed or understood from our past. Whereas a lot of us are ignoring our past, taking whatever experience we have in the present and giving that to other people and then asking, why do I not feel purpose? And I think you said a very important thing in there that it's also to serve ourselves which that's almost taboo language for 90% of the population, that we're not meant to be serving ourselves, But we can't, we can't actually be present to anyone else if we don't know how to be present to ourselves, correct? Mm. And we can't offer the wisdom of our own experience if we don't understand or see our experiences as wisdom. We haven't turned our wounds into wisdom as of yet, so therefore they're still wounds and we're just bleeding out onto other people. Yes, bleeding out and call it, and they then start to look like expectations mm. instead of purpose. So basically then what you're saying to me is if we're still searching for our purpose, we're looking for it in the present and in the future, but the real trick is to go back and understand the past so that we can be completely present mm. in the now. That's a journey, isn't it? Mm. It's always a journey. <laughs> it's definitely a journey. <laughs> so why is it then that we think, you know, I have it written down here three different times, confusing our purpose with our identity? 
And I, I think I've heard you say, and I just want to clarify, it's because that's kind of what we were taught. Mm-hmm. And really what we want to be able to understand is our real purpose is understanding our own experiences mm-hmm. and accepting those and accepting who we are in this now. Because really, all we have in this life is ourselves. True. Everything externally is changeable and always out of our control, but we've made ourselves believe that it's in our control when it's not, and then we wonder why inside of us is chaotic. Very true. And we keep trying to define our purpose through external means that are forever changeable, whereas things we've been through are steady and will remain the same, yet we choose not to explore it. And do you really think it's that we don't choose to explore it or we've just been kind of conditioned to be looking in that future and externally for it? It is a mixture of both, depending, of course, on the person. Because there's many people who've been studying studying this work or studying these different areas for many, many years who still choose not to look at very particular areas. And then, of course, you have people who are only beginning to look into this area of their life or this topic and have been given the opportunity to understand where to begin. So it does really depend on the person. I think that's true. And I think it's only until the awarenesses, we start to have more of awarenesses of ourselves that Mm -hmm. we can understand when we're reading something in a book that we can take what resonates or what feels true for us in that moment and then we can leave the rest it doesn't mean that everything written in the book is gold or the way it's meant to be correct exactly because like a lot of our conversations it's about opening up a conversation to have a level of curiosity to understand what these subjects or topics actually mean for you as a person and how you begin to question that about yourself because as we've talked about before when there's eight billion people on the planet it's going to be very hard for anyone understanding to apply to everyone You know, often I've heard in the past, you know, find your joy, you'll find your purpose. Mm. And I think there's some truth to that. Like in the, like when I first learned how to paint and I started doing paintings, there's a lot of joy in that. I wouldn't necessarily call it my purpose. It was an awareness of who I was. And there was a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure that I had never allowed myself to have. But I'm Mm -hmm. not an artist that sells paintings, but I still very much enjoy the painting. Mm. And so, while that statement sounds great, and I, and, and I very much enjoy what I do for work at the moment, but it mm. doesn't define who I am. Mm. And I don't, like, I enjoy it, but then there are days where it can be a challenge as well. But we also find, if we look at it, that we're often trying to identify ourselves, understand who we are often for the benefit of other people, because if we were left on an island on our own, we wouldn't be exploring this at all. We just accept what it is because there's no one to explain it to. Oh, so true. So true. And, you know, one of the other comments that you've made to me is you've said, you know, when it comes to understanding our past, you've often said, if you have to ask why something happened in the past, then you won't understand your present. Mm -hmm. And that used to confuse me in the beginning because I used to Mm -hmm. go, of course I'm going to ask why. 
people shouldn't have done that because of the judgments that I've been taught and the expectations I've been taught and what I've been taught is right and what is wrong instead of understanding that it's all about experience. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because if you don't understand elements of your past, then what we've been taught to do is while in the present is either to jump to the future or jump to the past. We can, that's why we always struggle to be in the present and why the mind's con- continuously pushing us one way or the other because there's so many unanswered questions that are actually within us. And therefore, as long as we have those questions and we don't have those answers, there's always going to feel like there's something missing in so many ways. And that's exactly why we chase things in the future that we're trying to find purpose and often ways in which we find purposes because we see people who get married. Okay, I must do that because they must have found purpose in getting married to someone. Or I must have kids because clearly if I have kids, then maybe I find purpose in having kids and connect to them. It's that we're constantly trying to find new ways to find what's missing through big life decisions at times that do affect us in so many other ways. Is there anything wrong with these life decisions? Of course not, you know. But at the same time, we've never been given the opportunity to actually sit back and ask, why am I making these decisions or why am I following through on these decisions? A lot of the time, of course, it comes back to the spiritual journey, of course, is that these are a part of our spiritual path and sometimes thinking isn't allowed to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly we find ourselves doing these particular things. But other times, you know, we're doing it because it's what we've been taught to do. And a lot of us have never been taught. I don't know if you remember back in your days in school, we were definitely not taught to do a lot of things, but being present was definitely not one of them uh, in any way, shape or form. We've always been taught to what we do today builds a better future, but we never talk about the past. That is very true. And my experience is no one ever wanted to talk about the past. So, But how do we build a better future if we're not actually dealing with the patterns of our past. And therefore, that's the tale as old as time of history just tends to repeat itself again from one generation to the next, one decade to the next. I agree 100% with that statement. And that's one of the reasons I do the work that I do. But also at the same time, I think until someone has found their way to someone like yourself or myself or other people where they are finally asking these questions, they have no idea that that's what they need to be doing because they are so future focused. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the future is that where it becomes a pattern to search for a purpose, even though there's a part of us that knows that it can't be found because our experience tells us that. Mm. So let's, let's address the naysayers that are going to say, oh, well, if your only purpose is understanding your past and understanding, you know, your journey thus far, Does that mean you shouldn't be motivated? You shouldn't have any goals? And is understanding your past throwing out all the goals and the direction you were heading in? Well, understanding your past very much changes the direction you're going through in your future of actually what's priority to you or where you actually want to use your skill set, use your experience. And that, of course, changes for every single person. So, of course, it's about continue to plan ahead, continue to have goals and have ambitions and it's it's actually amazing to have those things as long as you're also are aware consciously and subconsciously that you're not avoiding the past therefore you actually get to focus on the future more in some ways and enjoy it more or they'll be able to process the difference in the negative and positive things that come up along the way which is inevitable for all of us so therefore if you're if you're able to come up with goals and different things for your future, you're not actually concerned about going into your past. You're able to be in the present, and that's a pretty good combination 
for anyone, quite frankly. And as you look into the future, you might have plans, but you're also more open to change occurring, knowing that you might have a plan, but life might have a different one. But if you're accepting of that, then there's no problem. So by all means, have goals, have plans, move forward, but don't be controlling of them. And there's a mouthful right there. That's a whole mouthful because I don't know if people actually understand how not to try and be controlling of those. Exactly. So if we're being controlling of the future and our mind can only allow us in the present to be in the future or the past, we definitely can't find purpose. Mm. And what sticks out to me as you've just been saying that is in the early days when I first got sober, one of the things that I used to say to people was, if I can't understand what happened or what brought me to this place, or if I'm going to leave a stone unturned, then it's going to come up and smack me up the backside of the head and I'll be flat mm. on the ground again. Mm. It's true. But it's, uh, it's why well, most people see that as a very unpleasant experience or journey or however you want to say it. It actually, once you understand it, really is very freeing, wouldn't you say? No, it is, because I want to make sure that we're not contradicting ourselves on this episode about purpose, because actually in understanding purpose is understanding that it's not one particular thing. It's not defined as one thing that we've been taught as it, that it is. It's layered, and it's over so many years of our life in mind, body, emotions, soul, experiences. So understanding your purpose is actually understanding the experiences that you're going through in the present, being able to understand the different experiences that you've had in the past and being able to explore them and think about them and feel them freely in the present, as well as not being able or wanting to control the experiences in the future. And if you're able to do that, you will find that life is the purpose. Beautiful. That's beautifully said. I like that. So there is purpose in life, but not in the way it's been taught to us. Life is the purpose. Life is the purpose. And everything that comes along with it. Good, bad, and the indifferent. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to explore these topics more with us, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash Practical Spirituality Podcast. Not only will that help us keep producing these shows, but you'll also get advanced access to each new episode, the opportunity to ask questions directly of Gareth and I, input into what topics we will cover on the show, access to exclusive content not available anywhere else. See you over on Patreon.